This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 255 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is sponsored by Equestrian Collections. Visit them at equestriancollections.com. Enjoy today's tip. Howdy, everybody. Glenn the Geek back with you from Lexington, Kentucky, and you're listening to Horse Tip Daily. Today, we have back with us our favorite dentist, Dr. Jeff Tucker. He is one of the most famous dentists on the East Coast. He travels up and down with his crew doing... uh, doing dentistry that he calls equine dentistry without drama. And he's an advocate for no drugging and no power tools. He's very passionate about what he does. He's been doing it for a very long time. And he's a super nice guy. I thoroughly enjoyed doing these tips with him. He's just a lot of fun. We have 10 previous tips that we have done with him. You'll find them at horsetipdaily.com on the left-hand side there. Just check it out. And uh, we're going to get Dr. Jeff right on the line after we speak about a few words from Equestrian Collections. Chris from Equestrian Collections is the owner over there, and I know that uh, Dr. Jeff Tucker and Chris uh, have had the occasion to get together and chat about all these topics as well. So we're going to be right back after these words from Equestrian Collections to my latest conversation with Dr. Tucker. It's always interesting. For over a year now, we've been telling you about all the cool things happening at Equestrian Collections and the variety and selection of products they have at fantastic prices. But today, we want to talk to you a little bit about their social networking and what a community they have built on Facebook. If you go to Facebook and search for Equestrian Collections, you're going to find that over 20,000 fans are now following Equestrian Collections on Facebook. And, And the reason is they have a dynamic community built over there. You know, on uh, most store sites, most company sites on Facebook will just promote product and things like that. That's not what happens on Equestrian Collections. Yeah, there's a little bit of that, but mostly it's the community sharing pictures, talking about stories, asking questions of each other. It's an active, vibrant community, like a little forum right there on Facebook. Search for Equestrian Collections on Facebook or stop over to equestriancollections.com for all of your horse and rider needs. Well, welcome back, Dr. Tucker, to Horse Tip Daily. Hey, Glenn, how you doing? Tongue-tied today. This is only about my 15th recording today, so I'm going to get wearing out here. So are you at home, or are you out still traveling around the world like you do every day of the week of the year? I'm actually sitting in my office in my house. Uh, the It's not moving. I'm looking out the window. Nope, nothing's going by. I'm feeling good. You mean that, you mean that uh, your wife actually has you at home for a change? Hey, Kathy, are you there? Yep, there she is. <laughs> and she if the dogs... to, is she ready to kick you out yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any minute. And if the dogs start barking in the middle of this, I'm so sorry. Well, that's all right. I think we can put up with a few dogs barking. Um, so I also wanted to say hi to you from a friend of ours that I just talked to not uh, 10 minutes before I talked to you, and that's uh, Chris Duggan from Equestrian Collection said to say hello. Well, hello, Chris, and back at you. I look forward to our next dinner at... Uh, the Cheesecake Factory. I love that place. Oh, I love Cheesecake Factory. Oh, my God. You know what we always do? My wife and I always get dessert first there. We always get the cheesecake as an appetizer and then the meal because their meals are so freaking big, you can't eat everything there for sure. So that's the secret. That's what you do, you know. 
life's short, yeah. eat dessert first. Yes, I've yeah. heard that. <laughs> yeah, well, we do. We do almost every meal we go out. We get dessert as an appetizer. And it's always funny. We always love the waiters and waitresses that just look at you like you're nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I like some ice cream and coffee, please. Yeah, and... that's right. <laughs> and, then, and then could I have the steak, medium rare? <laughs> and then I'll finish up with that whiskey. <laughs> Oh, it's well, late in the day for both of us, I can tell. <laughs> oh, we just don't care anymore. I That's what it is, I think. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, so we have a great first topic uh, that we wanted to talk about today. And, uh, you know, I wanted to remind everybody that they can, you have done a dozen or more tips for us, and I really appreciate that. They can find them at horsetipdaily.com. On the left-hand side, use the drop-down menu and look for Jeff Tucker DVM, and you'll, they can listen to all your tips right in a row. And of course, you are are the most famous equestrian traveling dentist in America. Uh, but you're also a veterinarian, and you also deal in other areas, and and have are very passionate about other areas. Well, the one thing you brought up today, and I, I desperately want to talk with you about, is well, well, you 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 tell them. I just. How on earth did these horses survive this long without us? That's right. And so now when we come back to dentistry especially, you know, we always say, and I'm going to bust on you a little bit here, we always say we should get the teeth done, and and I understand, and I get that, and I think most people do. How did they survive? with Their teeth grew long and they couldn't eat or what? Well— it, yeah, they couldn't eat. They died by the time they were two. <laughs> but yep. that, well, that it's leads a, me to another question, though, Doc. I'm going to cut you off. Did they die younger in the wild? Do they die younger in the wild? They're still wild horses. Do they die younger in the wild? I think, uh, first of all, we don't know what a wild horse is. Every horse that's out there, uh, these wild mustangs that we call them, are really feral horses that were bred by the Spanish and brought over and turned loose or bred by the Indians. Um, uh, they're just a mixture. I, you know, we bred for speed, beauty, agility, strength, stamina, whatever, but I don't think anybody bred for teeth. So <laughs> I, I haven't heard of it. Okay. I, I think I'd have to go to Mongolia, uh, where the nomadic tribes have uh, kept their horses pretty um, uh, original without human intervention. I know the Chincoteague ponies uh, have been. Um, cultivated i guess is the best way to do it and and they've looked at some of the horses and some of the horses have died from uh malnutrition from teeth so it can happen but 99 percent of the horses out there are going to go along just fine without having their teeth done but uh that said just today just today glenn i had a horse that hadn't been done in almost two years and this horse suddenly stopped eating would not eat was drooling um wouldn't drink. And they called their veterinarian in. The vet looked and said, I can't find anything wrong. It's got to be in the mouth uh, and called Dr. Tucker. So literally two hours ago, I was down looking at this horse down in Palm Beach. And I went in and I rate these horses on a scale of one to five, five being as sharp as they can be. Well, this is a six, <laughs> believe it or not. And this poor horse, it must have had a chip come off a tooth that created such a sharp edge. I haven't felt a sharper edge uh, except on a scalpel blade. I was going to say it had a knife in there, huh? A a very sharp one. And this horse just shut down and hadn't eaten for uh, since, well, late yesterday they thought the horse was colicking. And and today, uh, 12 hours later, this horse is not eating, not drinking, nothing. So I just went in there and floated the teeth and got rid of the sharp points, and this horse immediately went back to eating some carrots and some hay. Wow. So 
you know, can they survive without us? Yes. There are certain cases where they can't survive without us, and that horse would have either had to gut it up or die. Um, but the, the question still stands. We do so many things for these guys that seem unbelievable even, and, and yet you know, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, these horses were used to create this country. Uh, to create the, the civilization that, as we know it, horses are used in every endeavor, and yet they weren't pampered uh, as they are now. So why are we doing what we do? I don't know, Glenn. It's just, I guess, to make uh, uh, some money for some people. I, I hate to say it. But. <laughs> is, there, is, there, um, is there anything that naturally let's – take, let's take the feral horses or the, the, uh, the, un, the, the wild, quote-unquote, horses – is there anything that naturally uh, wears their teeth down, like a hoof, you know, uh, in some cases naturally gets worn down? I think a lot of uh, talk has been said about the silicates or the sand that's in the grasses and that it wears the teeth down. But honestly, I haven't seen that. All I've seen – and I haven't been doing teeth too long, only 27 years now. <laughs> Well, and you and let's clarify. You live in a part of the country, Florida, where where all the ground in the entire state is sand. So, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I don't see any difference between those horses and the horses I do in in New York. Um, and you know, after the you know, how do I say this? As far as I'm concerned, genetics is the number one uh, determinant of how sharp a horse's teeth get. And some horses have harder teeth and some have softer teeth. Well, that makes sense. I mean, humans are that way. I, you know, I, I inherited my mom's lousy teeth and my wife, you know, never gets a cavity. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So uh, genetics, number one. Um, number two, the threshold of pain. If a horse ha is a wimp, it only takes a little sharp point and the horse shuts down like the horse today. Uh, and I've seen horses with just as sharp teeth, and they don't give any indication that there's a problem. In fact, this morning, I did a horse that's 19 years old. They never knew when the horse's teeth were done last. They just basically got this horse from a riding program, and so it had been several years. And the horse is eating well, had good weight, and the person said, I'm having no problems on the bit. And I went in there, and not only were the teeth sharp, but the very last upper right-hand tooth was split in two. And I had to take a chunk of tooth out that was one inch by one and a half inches by about an eighth of an inch thin. Ooh. And I took that out with all the rotten smell of food that had been Ooh. packed up in there for a long time. Okay, you're really making me hungry. <laughs> yeah, it's an exciting job <laughs> I've got. Now, but it's a great example. There's one with a broken tooth with no problem. And, and there's he, another horse with just really sharp teeth that the, the, the world is at its end. <laughs> so now, our, well, you would talk about genetics, so that, that brings me an interesting question. You have been doing this for 27 years. You've seen every breed that's in America. Yeah. Are there breeds that have better or worse teeth? Haven't seen it. Okay. You know, from the minis, uh, many donkeys, many horses. Uh, I've done uh, Norwegian fjords. I just did a bunch of those. I've done some Bashkir curlies. Uh, quarter horses and thoroughbreds and all the warm bloods with, of every breed, uh, every name uh, behind it. And um, I've seen some horses. I had one horse. I believe it was a Lipizzaner, but I'm not sure. Uh, it was definitely a warm blood that I would go in there and float the teeth. It was like a hot knife and butter. I had to be very careful. And within a month, that horse was as sharp as if I hadn't done him in one month. Just the so that soft of teeth. Oh, it was so scary that I conferred with a veterinarian that – that worked with the horse, I said, if we keep doing this, this horse won't have any teeth left. Uh, it was scary. 
And then I've seen other horses that go a couple of years and I just knock off the points and they're fine. So it's all genetics. It has nothing to do with the breed. It's the individual as okay. far as I can. I'm going to ask another dumb question. And this, good. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm good it. at that. It's my specialty. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you can take biotin or you can, you can give your horses biotin rather for their feet, for yes. the hooves. Is there anything you can give to improve the teeth? Uh, the hooves grow a lot faster. They grow about a quarter of an inch a month. Uh, with a horse, the hoof, uh, the horse tooth doesn't grow. The horse tooth is at its full development by five years of age, and then it erupts. So, in other words, it's the whole tooth is let's just say four inches long, maybe five, depending on the size of the horse, at five years old. And as the horse gets older, the length of the tooth gets shorter and shorter and shorter because it keeps wearing off the end, and it it's replaced. Think of of the lead in a mechanical pencil. That's what a tooth is, and as the lead wears off, you click it, and it erupts more lead to replace it, and it keeps clicking to the point where the tooth, the lead is finally gone, and that's what happens with older horses. Um, a horse's hoof is continually growing like your fingernail, so you can't relate the two. Okay, gotcha. How did that, how did I do on that one? You that did was very <laughs> well. I was impressed. I'm just impressed. You're just doing great here, Doctor Tucker. <laughs> Well, that well, that, one out that. well, that's great. I, you know, the, you, you answered a question I've always been curious about, and I, I appreciate it. And now the next question, which you can't answer, is how did they ever survive without fly spray? We put gallons of fly spray on them, and yet these wild horses are out there with fly spray, and, you know, they I, maybe that's why you see them in pictures running a lot. Um, uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Tucker, where can people learn more about you? You have a great website. Uh, the equinepractice.com. And by the way, the best fly spray is a fan. <laughs> <laughs> a high-speed fan <laughs> um, and a actually, tail. I've seen yeah, I've seen some really good fly spray systems working horses. I've seen the fly predators. I've seen everything out there, and, and we've been challenged this year with flies. It's just been horrific down here in Florida, um, but I've seen it awful in upstate New York with buzz bombers coming in and chasing horses through fences. So uh, flies, I don't know. I don't know how horses survived. All these years without fly spray, Glenn. But uh, I'm sure you're going to find out from one of your guests, I'm, or, or one of the, one of our sponsors will be writing in very soon. <laughs> I didn't mean to disrespect any sponsors. Believe me, we use gallons of fly spray. Trust me. Thank you, Doctor Tucker. I appreciate it. Well, and that's theequinepractice.com. Correct. Thanks. Okay. Thanks. Well, thanks again to Dr. Tucker for joining me. And no, we weren't both sitting around having uh, drinks at the bar while we recorded that. We just have a great time together. I really do enjoy talking to him. And even off the air, we just have a wonderful time chatting. He is a very interesting guy and very passionate about what he believes and what he does. You might not always agree with him, but it doesn't matter. He's always entertaining, that's for sure. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining me. We appreciate you listening to all the shows on the Horse Radio Network. We are very excited that we went over 40,000 listeners last month in 42 countries, and we really appreciate you being there and hanging in there every week with us on all eight of the shows we do on the Horse Radio Network, and you can find all of them at horseradionetwork.com. Don't forget, we'll be doing live daily shows from the World Equestrian Games on the 2010 radio show. The 2010 radio show is now 102 weeks old. And we'll be doing those every night at 8 o'clock from the International Equestrian Festival in downtown Lexington. 
You'll be able to tune in on, on our website at 2010radioshow.com or horseradionetwork.com every night at 8 o'clock during the World Equestrian Games to get the complete wrap-up show that we'll be doing in front of an audience down there. We really do appreciate the IEF for inviting us to come down and record in front of an audience. And then we'll also put those shows out as podcasts immediately after for you to listen to at any at your leisure. So we'll keep you completely informed about the 2010 Alltech FEI World Equestrian Games. Well, thank you, everybody. We'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone. Thank you.